professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. Feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with the big guy, Ryback, starts now. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy, Ryback. I am the big guy, Ryback. Uh, today, guys, we have the beautiful Jasmine St. Clair on the podcast and really, really think you guys are going to enjoy this one. We talk about the virus and just stuff going on just with everyday life, talk a little bit wrestling, talk how she manages to stay so young and beautiful, which me, if you know, always trying to look for, for tips on staying forever young. The... Uh, Talk about bikes. Talk about if she would like a big guy on a trike. <laughs> uh, just talk about everything going on out in California. She actually uh, mentions a place called Trona, California, and Death Valley. What my family, my dad is from, and his whole family was from Trona, California, which I've never heard another human being bring that up. So um, this is. Uh, Definitely, definitely caught me off guard with all of that. But ladies and gentlemen, Jasmine St. Clair. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good. Nice to meet you. Yeah, it's nice to meet you. This is so weird. Oh, my God. It's very in your face. The StreamYard, they wanted me to switch to this for YouTube. I usually but I, I record another way also for the studio, but... These tend to do better, people, when they like to see... I'm sure you'd like to see your face more, people, not mine so much, but... It's just weird. Like, I've never even done Tinder or that, so I'm not used to this whole thing. I met my therapist this way, and let me tell you, it's not going too good. But, yeah. Wait, what, what is it? Wait, what do you mean Tinder? The the dating? <laughs> yeah, like apps and stuff. Okay, yeah. I don't... StreamYard, I never... They just... This <laughs> thing's fairly new. Like, this is not, like the thing now for people respond to watching it i guess so thank you for doing it thanks for having me on <laughs> how's your day going so far so good i was on my motorcycle this morning and then let's see i just had a few other things to do i'm supposed to play tennis in a few hours <laughs> uh, wait what kind of bike do you have i have a kawasaki vulcan 650 it's a cruiser style bike okay so i'm gonna get a ninja 400 later this year are you are you a harley woman also or more into the speed racing I like cruiser bikes with a sports bike engine because it's faster. Yeah. Harleys, I find, are uh, it's either for a guy in a bike club or short middle-aged white men with cut-off sleeves on their T-shirts. <laughs> uh, yeah. What would you think if, if you're on your bike and you see uh -huh. a 290-pound, fairly attractive man coming down the street on a Harley trike and he pulls up next to you? What would your thoughts be on that? Honestly, this is this is your be completely um, honest on this show. What's going through Jasmine St. Clair's mind? That 290 pound man on a trike, nice pair of Harley boots, Harley jeans, cut off shirt, big, big arms. Yeah. Um, if he's handicapped, obviously, I'd be really nice to him. <laughs> if he's not handicapped, I'd still say hi, but I don't think I'd be exchanging phone numbers with him any day soon. Yeah. 
I always yeah. joke. So I, I don't have a trike, but I'm not a, I always wore like, um, biker like i like the harley boots and stuff that the look but i always joke that safety first if i was going to have a bike during my wrestling career it would be a trike to to eliminate the risk of uh of hurting myself to prevent myself from making money but i am a fan of bikes so i've had one crash in my entire life i was on the back of someone's bike and he was not drunk he didn't drink or anything like that we weren't going fast yeah very white man like whiter than white you know just very white straight lace. Um, and this woman ran a stop sign in her convertible and hit us. He had two broken wrists. I felt pretty hard the other way, but I still got up and I started beating her up with my helmet. I took her phone and called the cops and, uh, she was trying to get away. Really? Yeah. Nothing happened to me. Really. They could arrested me cause I, she was, um, <laughs> pretty bad. How did, um, did they, did they make it seem like they wanted to arrest you? Or do you think that that may be a case of you being you that kind of helped out a little or no? Well, she was trying to get away. Okay. She was on miles high, went through a stop sign into someone else's lane the wrong way. You know, what, what is wrong with you? Yeah. So I took her, yeah, I hit her with my helmet pretty hard. I busted her orbital bone. Then I looked on her Facebook page to see who she was. And like, so I look it up later just so I know who she is, who her kids are, where she lives, everything. And where she works. So the cops took her in. Uh, we were in the hospital. It was pretty traumatic at that point, but I've been riding for about 15 years. Okay. Yeah. I used to go on the back of bikes when I was much younger, like a teenager. And um, I still do now and again, but I think it's a very, it's a mixed bag. Like for me to get in a crash like that, I thought it would have been on the back of like some Hells Angels motorcycle, but yeah. it never was. I was on the back of a normal white person's <laughs> were you always fascinated with like what when, what age you said teenager that you really got into bikes what was it did you just meet someone that had it like what was your first do you remember like your first interaction with with the bike or was it just something just always liked them since you could remember being in europe then also my dad had a bike I grew up in Manhattan, so there are a lot of Hells Angels with bikes. Yeah. I just you know that I like those old David Mann paintings with the girls with the dark, with the hair and the wind and all. Those are really cool. Judas Priest, like Rob Halford had a bike. I don't know if he'd want me in the back of his bike, but yes, he had a bike. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I have this lozenge in my throat. Uh, it just looked beautiful and very different than being in Manhattan on a motorcycle. Yeah. You know? Now, you, you said you broke the lady's orbital bone. I, you come across as the type of person to me that's very friendly, but I wouldn't want to cross you. Is that is that pretty accurate? You're going to be on a freaking bike. What are you talking about? I'm the same way, though. I feel like I, I yeah, it's. Oh, she wasn't getting away with it when I grabbed her phone. I don't know why she started crying. Oh, that's what I said. I was on Facebook. Her name was Holly. I'm like, oh, Holly, you're from Lake Tahoe. Wow. Oh, your daughter's real cute. I hope she never gets in the back of a guy's bike and gets into a really nasty crash. Jeez. I like I, I screwed with her bad. Yeah, she had it coming. Yeah, well, I wasn't done with her. Settlement <laughs> happened, then whatever. But yeah. So you had you got in that crash. You you ended up being all right from it though. Did, did mentally did that mess with you at all or no? I think after that, even driving in a car, I still have my hands over the horn. Every time I'm on my bike, even though someone might see me at that corner, I still honk my horn. Yeah, I do leave my lights on always, like the bright lights. I do rev my engine more than I should. <laughs> I like making car alarms go off. 
it's super important. But I always encourage girls that want to ride a bike to learn how to. I have a column in a motorcycle magazine, so I review a lot of gear. I write articles for them. But I always encourage girls to do that because once I got in the back of a guy's bike five years ago, and it seemed normal. He was on a TV show. Yeah. I'm not going to say what show. And uh, we're going down to Panga Canyon. He's going super freaking fast. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? He's vaping on the way down. Really? Mm, okay, well, we're almost there. We get off the bike. He made a really nice proposition to me. Do you want to drop some acid? I'm like, uh, no, I don't think I want to drop acid. It's okay. Yeah. I don't do that. I did it like a couple of times when I was 16 and 17. What was that like? Uh, I was in Manhattan. Yeah. I was in Sheep's Meadow and the earth started separating from the grass. Oh my I had God. To call and tell her, hey, I'm going to be staying at my friend's house. And the graffiti in the phone booth was moving. I just screamed. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. The second time, this is before your time as well. It was the laser show. They had like Laser Floyd, Laser Zeppelin, Laser Rush. I went to see Laser Zeppelin. Then we stayed back for a Laser Rush. I took another half a hit for, for Laser Floyd. I got home. I had to deal with my mom on acid. I thought like the yeah. snowflake the snow i saw like the fallen angels thing in it led zeppelin and then snowflakes started becoming larger in the snow the next day i had my driving test oh my god yeah how long does that last for when you do that like the trip the first one was like for a few hours the second one the next day i was kind of like over it in a way but not really they're just small remnants but then i took a lot more and uh i failed the test because i didn't see a stop sign under the leaves you're like and that lady someone, in the Corvette. Well, it wasn't. So then a guy cut me off and I cursed him off. And that's when the instructor said, if you need to pull over, I'm like, why? You're cursing this guy off. You just told him you can't repeat it. <laughs> oh, can I? Please, um, we do allow cussing on this show if you do want to repeat it. <laughs> yeah, I said, why don't you suck my ass, bitch? And then I drove past the stop sign because I couldn't see it. It was covered by the tree leaves. I passed the second time, though. Okay. So I would say my driver's license is the most expensive thing in my wallet or anyone's wallet because it is a bitch to, you know, replace. <laughs> Absolutely it is. But yeah, so those are like when you're younger, you do stuff like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you more nervous now too with like everything, like too with bikes, like with social media and phones? Because with people and I, because everywhere I see driving and like we yeah. all have our phones on us all the time and like people mm -hmm. driving is that have you noticed a difference like maybe like the last like even 10 12 years of like were these phones even like in recent last like five years maybe with all this technology like are you more concerned riding around on your bike with, with people on their phones or have you noticed like any i guess different differences in, in the way people drive or not not noticing people on bikes and whatnot sure i could totally divide up the get the demographic for you perfectly okay you know, i love this so you have like the tourists that are a little bit more uh, conscientious of what they do. Then you have that age group of these girls like, oh my God, look at me. Oh, look at me. See, I'm driving. Oh my God. And then no. Yeah. Get that. I, especially when it's a bunch of bitches in a car, I'm very wary of it. Yeah. Then Your you radar these, goes off right away. <laughs> oh yeah. Then you get these stupid freaking macho like Persian guys and stuff. You could smell their cologne from like five cars in the front. Not all of them are like that. Now, I have friends with Persian that are okay, but yeah. 
these specific LA ones to think they're like Persian guidos. You're in California yeah. for everybody in LA, LA out there. Yeah. So yeah, they got like the, the button down shirts with all the freaking hair coming out and the fucking the gold chain. Whatever. You're not the first person yeah. woman to bring them up to me. So yeah, I've heard that before. You people mentioned this. So they're I, gross. They think they're God's gift to freaking women. Um, <laughs> so I don't even like dark haired guys. I mean, seriously. So they're like always in their car trying to seem cool. Then you always have the Tesla dick faces or a guy with a small penis in a sports car that wants to see if they can outrace you on the bike. Then you get like the older guys in the sports car. They're cool though. They're like, Oh, Hey, you know, it's cute. There was some, usually when it's a bunch of guys in a car, like younger guys, they either say something going to just keep going. I noticed mostly people with trucks, they move out of the way for a, a bike. Um, Latin people, cause a lot of them ride. Okay. If it's grown women in a car, for the most part, they're okay, except for one type. The Karens, the classic Karen woman, the woman like the, you've seen the Karen memes online, like the, the, the women that complain and just, uh, Karen is a generic name for just absurd women that make their way onto social media. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. Or like, I just call them like, they have like the big fake lips and the big, like the hair extensions <laughs> So usually when you see a woman in a Range Rover, that's like the high heel of a car. Yeah. They don't know what the hell they're doing. So when I first started riding here, I didn't know you can't like go up to someone's window and like pull their hair if they're like doing shit that you're not supposed to be doing. So I was really bad. I would, I was really bad. I'll put it to you that way. So one day a woman, like she just keeps cutting off. She didn't know what she was doing. So I just kind of stopped my bike. We're at a stop sign. And I got off my bike and went over to her. I said, what are you doing? I said, you're like swerving this way and that way. I'm trying to do my makeup. Blah, blah, blah. I put my hand in her car. I ripped the thing out of her hand or lipstick and threw it in the street. While you're on your bike. <laughs> no, like I put the bike oh, down. Okay. Yeah. I just stopped it. She was like one of those idiots on like one of those, house, whatever those stupid shows are. Uh, I'm like, if you're going to do something, you know, let's go. Yeah. So she just put the window up. Hey, I'm going to police. So it's the entitled ones. It's the college girls. Whenever I do ride, I keep enough distance, but I always kind of peer like sort of to the side to see the license plate behind me. Uh, I'm very careful. Yeah, you would I have will not look at all unless cars are stopped. Can you said, do you get hit on a lot when you're out biking and stuff? I get to say, you look fantastic still. I do have a question on your- Oh, sure. My regimen? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I do get hit on a lot, which is fine. I mean, this guy was 32. He's fucking old. I'm like, you're way too old. Sorry. So then- Wait, 32 like, is old? <laughs> <laughs> and then um then I, it was an older man on his moped you like this with his khaki shorts on he had okay. the bare belly and he was waving at me i'm like do i give him the middle finger or do i wave i just wave back but it's cute uh then there are these three hot german guys at the gas station i speak german as well so i could understand them and they're like all checking me out when i came in with my bike you pull the helmet off and that's like the whole thing because I have a full face. And are they, I wait, hold on. Are they, are they speaking German thinking you don't understand what they're saying? Yeah. <laughs> so what, what are they, what are they saying about you? If you don't mind, or do you remember? Oh, it's a nice bike. And then when I, um, I took the helmet off, he's like, Oh shit. And that's when, Oh, yeah. should we ask them? Maybe ask the directions. Maybe pretend we don't know where we're going. Oh, it's nice. You think she's American? I, yeah, ich bin American. They're like, oh, okay. okay. So <laughs> they're visiting from Germany. They were asking me where to go. I said, I told them to go to Ojai. You know, I was giving them directions to get up, you know, taking the local roads. Yeah. I go to Death Valley a lot too, but not everyone can handle Death Valley. I like stopping in Trona. And um, wait, wait where did you just say? Huh? Did you say Trona? Yeah. You know, I, I passed 
You know Trona's where so you're the first person I've ever heard mention Trona. My dad's from California. He grew up he's from Trona, California, which is like a ghost town now. Well, there's a gas station. Yeah. There's like crack housing. Who works there? Like, where do you live if you work in Trona? Ridgecrest is usually where people work, I believe, or live. And then they, because my dad has family there still. They live in Ridgecrest and they work in Trona because they have the plants there still, right? Those well, that plant? Uh-huh. Because it smells. I used to go there all the time as a kid. We used to go through Death Valley to go to yeah, see I my grandpa. Yeah. You're the so only person I've ever heard mention that. I've never talked about my, that's my dad's like home. He was, that's crazy. Nobody knows fucking Trona. They film like movies out there too and stuff, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Really pretty. That whole Panamint Valley area is nice. Then I stop at Jawbone Junction to this one place. They have food. I think that place is run by the Aryan Brotherhood, but I don't give a shit. So I go there and I buy things and then I keep going. But I I just stop off for gas along the way. And I studied the whole history of the Panamint Valley, like the brothels and shit like that. Yeah. It's a nice area. That's crazy. That's I'm I'm blown away. You met, you said Trona in my brain. I go, wait, did she just say Trona? And it's <laughs> there's a gas station there, a little convenience store. There's a small diner, and there's a little track housing with a pawn shop and like a little school, uh, some kind of rinky dink hotel. There's all kinds of weird shit. It's like a ghost town. It I is. mean, I don't know how it is. I wouldn't want to live there, but yeah. Well, we used to go there all the time when I was kids. It was just all desert out there, and like it was. People live out there. I haven't been out there forever, but when I was a kid and teenager, we used to go out there. And I mean, people, my grandparents lived there. People lived there. They had the high school still out there. And, but I would imagine there's nothing really to, why would you live there really? There's bigger cities and stuff not far away. So I could tell you why. Why? I'm tired of everything. That's where you go. You just live there because no one's going to know anything about you. Yeah. You could start your life afresh. If you're a convicted felon, it's a perfect place. You'll get a job. That is true. But Toronto, though, is to me, like, I, because I always joke about, like, I love, I was born and raised here in Vegas, but like, with the Vegas is getting really, really busy now. And it's turning because we're getting a lot. California is coming here. It's like, it's, we're getting the sports teams and the Raiders. I always joke about, like, moving to, like, Montana just to, like, go live out in the open. But I, because I look at it as, like, like everything going on with the world, I go, Montana is going to be fairly safe. And I feel like it's not on the radar of a lot of people. Of, But I don't know. But Trona would be even – I never thought of going living back in Trona though because it was so – I'm not a fan of – I like I love Vegas, the mountains. And like they, the Trona though, it's hot and the desert. It's like – and there's just nothing – I just didn't, I, I don't have like good memories of Trona when I was a kid. I would always be bored there as a kid because I felt like there was nothing to do, but. They won't have protesters there. Yeah, I know. I want to talk to you about all that too, but I did need to ask the, I want to ask because I saw it on your page on your Instagram and because you look absolutely phenomenal and I'm like obsessed with like, I've had 15 stem cell procedures. I got 16 coming up on my back. Like I'm rejuvenated. I'm 38 now, but I feel younger than ever. In a long really? time. Yeah, yeah. And, but I'm really interested on, like, I had Tanea Brooks on, she's Rebel with AEW last week. Yeah. She looks phenomenal. And she's, I think, 41, 40 or 41. And, like, she looks, I've, I've met her, she looks so young. And I was like, what do you use, like, facial, facial cream wise? Because I think most men don't think about that stuff. And, like, the last, like, Four or five years, I was like, man, I want to stay young. I don't want to get old. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, it's a lot of things. Like I never dabbled with drugs, really. I've done a few lines of coke here and there in my 30s, whatever. I don't smoke. I never did. No um, marijuana. No, not even that. I don't yeah. like the smell. I don't, you know, on TV, I was, maybe I've smoked a few fake cigarettes on a TV show. Those are herbal. But, okay, so you're saying se- stem cells, human growth factor serum. So you have to use human stem cells. We're not plants. So hyaluronic acid. I've been using TNS Skin Medica Recovery Serum. That has human fibroplasts in it. Really? Not to be close. It's like a baby's foreskin and they do whatever they have to. But that's what I put on my face. Then so I wait, it's hyaluron- rubbing baby foreskin on your face? Well, it's mixed in with other things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then um, I do two PRP facials a year. They take my blood out and they microneedle it another that's thing called I use, the dracula isn't that called the uh vampire uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. i've heard of that then i use anything i use has human growth factor serum in it it's always tns skin medica a friend of mine has a company called viking beauty secrets now her day and night cream i'll use because it's got a lot of hyaluronic acids it's got sea buckthorn which also is very anti-aging you got to use a scrub on your face a couple times a week to exfoliate it but I always am very religious about TNS Skin Medica serums. I use their eye creams because it has that in it. I use a vitamin C by another company that has human growth factor. It's called Carousel. But I think guys have to really be keen to these things. If you just do a regular microneedling session, you could use a serum like a hyaluronic acid yeah. or the TNS serum. There's another one that has bone marrow. I use like I switch up my serums, but anything that has human growth factor. So you don't want to use plant serums or plant stem cells because that's not what you are. You're not a plant unless there's something I don't know. Yeah. And just stay away from like the smoking and all that shit, but just always stay hydrated. So that is the hyaluronic acid is the best thing. Like I put it in my skin lotion also on my skin. I would want to get those more information for me because I do have a couple different face creams that I use on okay. that. And, uh, but I've noticed too, do you, are you a big drinker at all or no? Oh yeah. I'm such a heavyweight. I'll have, <sighs> like three drinks for the week, maybe okay. four. No, but you, you have like, what do you like to drink normally? Wine, white wine, or uh, I like Prosecco. I like pink champagne. Uh, sometimes I do Jack and Coke. Oh, I love whiskey. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Jim Beam. Or like vodka, cranberry. I don't mind the smell of cigar smoke with whiskey because that's what guys do. Yeah. And I mean, I'll definitely send you the stuff to use on your face. Because if you start now, when I was in my 20s, I started doing taking care of my skin. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I moved out here in my late 20s. But then I just kept it up because I think it's super important. And a lot of these young girls, it's like they cake the shit on. They don't pay attention to what they're doing. And no, you're not going to look fucking good. Trust me. And then with the way they drink, it's like, I just never drank like that before. <laughs> I'm a lightweight. Besides, if you're out with someone, I would think you'd want to remember everything that goes on. Yeah. I mean, no guy likes a girl yakking on his, you know what, and like puke. It's only happened once in my life, but yeah. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people, that, that's like a, I think too, a lot of young people, like I, when I was younger, used to drink. I didn't drink a lot ever, but when I did, I would drink a lot in one sitting and not like, not all the time, but whereas then when you, I think when you get older, not, not everyone obviously learns it, but I just was like, oh, I don't like feeling like shit. And then it's, it's a balance. It's like, you want to remember, you know, the night and what you're doing. It's just, but I think this, we live in a different time now too, where people, I've noticed that a lot with how people drink. I'm curious, what are your thoughts about the, what do you think about men and those seltzer beers, the fucking White Claws? What does Jasmine St. Clair think about that? 
Like I lived in Scandinavia for a while. I mean, they had man buns before because these guys were working out at the gym or at band rehearsal. This shit with this bitch bun these Americans have adapted, or you get guys that are barely growing their hair and have this like small thing. That's like, what are you doing? You know, you're not from the nineties. Even guys then didn't do it, but like early two thousands guys already had that man bun. Then there are these hipsters that like adapt it, you know, and then they have this thing like these rinse, yo, bro, we're going to have white claw. What the fuck is white claw? Okay. I mean, I looked at it. I'm like, this is what you're drinking. Wow. You know, this is like, it's so lightweight. This is nothing. I mean, the men today are not men and they allow these girls to demasculize them in so many ways. And then it's like, it's just a big turnoff. So are you attracted more to older men then at this or no? Older, like 35. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it depends. I mean, the other issue, like men's magazines have taken a turn for the worse with some of the talent they hire with the girls. It's like, and just that whole adult industry, these are just regular boring girls. It's not like the 90s where you had glamorous people and glamorous this. And, you know, guys today don't even like breast implants. So that's my biggest issue. And then um, I think I scare half the guys I talk to. Sometimes, I don't know. I don't really scare them. I, I don't know. But Are you married now I, or no, Jasmine? I didn't know. No, I'm not married. Okay. Why would I get married? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you actually have, you know, the same... <laughs> Last name is my mother. My mother's maiden name is St. Clair. That was how I knew you when I was a kid, when I was younger. I remember hearing your name and I go, because it's not a common last name, at least you don't, I'd never heard it that often. So that was how, how I first, the what? How old were you then? Teenager, I think, because I remember the ECW commercials would play, because I didn't, I didn't grow up watching ECW. I grew up watching WWF and then later WCW. And I came across that on TV. ECW, I didn't even know they existed until I saw like infomercials on TV. And back then there was no internet or anything. And I never knew like the pay-per-views. I didn't like look into it. I just go, oh, there's like this other wrestling thing. But I remember I would like, I heard your name and I just remember St. Clair. That's my mom's last name. So, that was, and I didn't know anything about you at that when I was, I mean, I was young, really young then. And then I remember then got older. So, but yeah. You're not that old, but, um, yeah, I guess I like guys that are a little bit older, but don't look it and people that are cool, you know, I'm not married or anything like that. Like I, you know, I'm open to that, but I don't want to deal with someone with a civilian mentality. And it just, you know, when you deal with these younger kids today, it's like hipsters, they like bear the image of a badass and a rebel when they're nothing more than like boring middle of the road people that rip things off of other cultures. So I had my Rush jersey on. My babysitter took me to see Rush when I was eight. I still have the baseball jersey. It fit me like a, almost like a dress back then. And I was wearing the shirt. This girl, oh my God, that's like so cool. I got one like that from Hot Topic. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> I said, it's a Rush jersey, original. Oh yeah, that's cool. I said, do you know who just died in Rush? Oh, they're dead? So, okay. I wanted to just rip the shirt off of her back and like kick her in her ovaries. <laughs> but um, just to be worth it. I mean, you got kids with Metallica shirts. Name one freaking Metallica album, you know? So it's just stuff like that. It's become such a trend. Like, or I grew up listening to heavy metal and like watching wrestling. And, um, you know, then it's just, it's such a weird thing how the world has just changed in so many ways, you know? And the younger generation of boys, I don't call them boy. I don't call them men. I call them boys because yeah. when you go out, I mean, you can't tell the difference between a guy and a girl these days sometimes because they both have those buns, right? Yeah. Then they're making these boys wear skinny jeans 
and carry a man bag. And that is not that you're okay with your sexuality. That's someone turning you into a soy boy, for sure. Times have definitely changed in, in culture. Everything has evolved as time goes on. I oftentimes wonder with like in the presence of social media and mm -hmm. it's, it, and it's really, it raises the exposure of everything even more with that. But definitely, I mean, things have, nothing stays the same forever, but also there's, we definitely live in different times now than we've ever lived in. It's scarier now. And I just feel, you know, like when those riots were happening a couple of weeks, it was right at my doorstep. When I pulled out a handgun, my neighbors got scared. Oh I'm like, look, they, like, whatever. So if they come busting in here, do you want to be safe or do you want to die? Yeah. What do you want? It's, you know, like they fired an AK-47 into a family owned pawn shop where people were taking things to during the pandemic. <laughs> you yeah. see the one guy running down the street with the guitar with the tag on it. <laughs> But yeah, it is a different time. I think times could evolve for the better, but I feel that we're in this stage where men are afraid to be men and it's really sad and scary. And, you know, this is what you do. You want your balls cut off. I mean, it's just, I, I can't respect that. I was in the elevator. This girl had her little, you know, her floppy little millennial hat on. Oh, well, I don't think, you know, she had a voice the other night. You know, it's just really bad that Sarah's boyfriend would talk. It's like, who the fuck cares about Sarah? Why would I want to hear Sarah's voice if it is as annoying as yours? Yeah. You like, know what? It's stupid. It's um everything too going on and the whole and the virus and just everything. Yeah. I think it's a good, I, we talked a little briefly before, but like, I think it's a culmination <laughs> of really a lot of problems that are going on and it's, it's exposing a lot of problems just like just overall in the world. And I think people though too are, People are frustrated a lot of different things. And then like, there's a lot of things getting grouped into just everything going on, I feel like. But oh yeah, it's with like the, in the two, we just like phones in general, like people I've learned, I've, I'm really big on like, and I go through multiple books a week and listening to audiobooks and reading books and like trying okay. to understand and evolve and grow. And like social media to me is a very, it's great for connecting. It's great for, I think, sharing entertainment and, and laughing and, and positivity. And outside of that, I, there's a lot of negatives with it. Mm -hmm. And it, it's essentially the book I just read, they were talking about, though, how phones triggers the same signals in our brain as slot machines do to gamblers. That, and we're giving the phones and, like, and where I'm going with this is we're all kind of guinea pigs with all this technology. And like you grew up without it. I grew up without it for a, a mm -hmm. portion of my life. And then like really like this smartphones are, are a lot newer last whatever 10 years whatever it's been but like we're giving the phones to kids that are, as babies essentially and now we're now seeing those kids that had these as young young kids and they're even getting there's gonna be another generation that's had them even younger coming up and now we're seeing those kids are late teenagers early 20s and it's unlike anything we've ever seen and i think it's a it's I think the phones are a major problem with a lot of things oh. in changing. This is where kind of it's like we're never going to change the way everybody thinks or things like that. But it's like there's a large, there's a lot of people out there that know two plus two equals four, but there's now <laughs> more people that believe two plus two equals ten, and there's no arguing or reasoning with those people because they like to. Mm -hmm. And that to me, that's very scary and dangerous. And that's kind of where I always joke, mm -hmm. like I want to just move away because the problem is much bigger than I think. I'm sure there are people that understand how big the problem is, but I, I think it's massive. 
And I think what it's we're seeing is kind of ties into all of it. It's beyond what you're saying. I mean, I don't need a calculator to do math. I don't. I wasn't allowed to use a calculator. But like this phone thing, there's no connection between people anymore with all these oh. like we just dating apps and stuff. Now there are these group of teenage boys that live down the street, but they fly drones twice a week together, so they still have that thing. They're not on here doing Facebook and all this stuff. I think the same about social media, and I think it's also fostered some form of mediocrity as far as entertainment because then you have these insta stars and all this i i don't know who these freaking people are i don't want to know yeah and when someone says they're a writer or a model well where have you been published were you actually paid you know i come from this age of magazines where you're published and then you're paid for things not just oh i was modeling my friend's stuff on his website people pay for followers it's just such a yeah it's an different. artificial and they like to argue. So I had an issue with a check once at the restaurant or the food or whatever it was. And I said something to the girl. She just wanted to argue instead of saying, okay, I'm really sorry, blah, 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 blah. So they just didn't get it. Man, you should have seen the Yelp review I wrote. Then the owner contacted me. Really? And you hire these people that for whatever stupid reason you want to, that just want to argue with customers. That's why your place is a fuck up, a grand, like grand fuck up. They wanted me to come back. I'm like, I don't want anything. I just don't want to show my face there because I don't like anyone there. And it was a nice place too. So yeah, I left the review up. I wasn't going to take it. He's like, well, if I take the, would you take it down? I said, no, I'm not going to take the freaking review down. Like for me, I've seen it with this and you, you brought up a good point of like, the problem with like the, the cell phones and everything is they're so addicting. And like, I did like, and I, and this is something I actually got to talk about it later on my show. I actually delete Instagram and Twitter off my phone after I do like my morning work. Cause for the last four years with, well, I've had to use social media a lot for my business and it, mm-hmm. it's very important for business. But I also had to like, while I let my body heal from my injuries of having all these stem cells, I've been exposed to, I had to stop doing all the physical activities I was doing that kept me busy. And then I'm like doing a lot more like my business and my podcast, but I have more time to be around my phone. So I've experienced being on it more firsthand and I'm very secure, very positive, and I'm very in tune when I notice my feelings changing on things. And I notice that when I would be on it too much, I didn't feel good and it didn't, and I didn't feel, and I was like, I'm very self-aware of that. And it's, I don't like feel horrible, but I was like, it just doesn't make me feel good being on this. And what it's doing is is it's so addictive, but we don't have like, we need a balance with this. And the the balance is we need to fucking stay busy. Like for me, it's having real interactions with people. Like there's nothing like in like doing this even is the doing it in person is the best thing. Whenever I I love Uh doing shows with in because the energy, this is the next best thing because we're away from our phone still, but going out and like doing physical activities, you you mentioned go out and playing tennis. You go out and play tennis for a few hours uh, it raises your endorphins. You feel productive. You feel good. You have that interaction with different energy that you can't get with technology. And it's mm-hmm. we're, there's a whole group of people out there that don't even know this, that the reason why they're depressed and things of that nature is because, and this isn't everyone, obviously, but there's a portion. It's because they're just not out living life. And they're, everyone's too caught up looking at what everyone else is doing. And like I always said, you can't compare your one life to the other 7 billion plus lives out there, you'll feel inadequate all the time because you can't, no matter how great of a day you have, if you just stop and start watching people, you're going to see things that you didn't do and it makes you feel bad. So 
I think it's a balance and like just I find when I'm just living life, I'm happy and I'm not worried about it. So Well, that's all you have to really do. I mean, there's this episode on this TV show called The Black Mirror. I forgot what it was called, but it just you know the episode I'm talking about where the girl was trying to be really popular, like a influencer, how many likes she got, then she eventually went down to zero. That was like like the Instagram. It was like the yeah. Instagram, but more in depth than Instagram, like where Instagram is yeah. going, essentially, where your value is your worth based on on your social media likes. It's not the way it is. It's how you treat people, how yes. you communicate. Most of all, how, like this is the thing with this quarantine. It doesn't really make a difference how you were before. It's how you treat people during this time. Yeah. And are you going to stay this way after? And then you have this pandemic. Like I said yesterday, people are fine wearing these masks, even though once this is over, they still have a mask on mm-hmm. in their own way. It's That's really right. like, I don't keep my mask on because I just I have my own theories about this. It's like, whatever. I'm not wearing a mask yeah. unless I have to be in my, the post office. And then I take it off as soon as I walk out outside. And notice it ha- there's, we have not seen Dr. Fauci in a couple of weeks now. Yeah. Since it's, Why so I wonder how- two of our own immune system and in, in, like, I haven't been sick in over seven and a half years and I have an immune support that I take and things, but our body is meant to like, I've never been overly, I don't use hand sanitizer. I don't freak out over germs. And I know a lot of people like that and they're not sick. Now, obviously everyone's different, but I think it's, yeah. it's like, I, we live in a time too, where it's like, like you say that and like, there'll be people that get mad at that. I go, I respect your opinion to do that. Cause it's your life. It's your, that's what you feel. That's the best thing for you. And, uh, and like, we live in a really weird time where people just don't like, if you don't think the way that they want you to think or that, then it's like the first thing is like name calling and insulting and rather yes. than just then like, well, it's like, well, let's have a conversation. Why do you feel that way? Or it, that doesn't happen like now. So no. it's crazy. I mean, emotion overcomes logic and we're stuck with a lot of emotion these days, which a I lot. just, I can't deal with that on this level. Emotion, like person to person intimately. That's one thing, but this whole thing is just like, I, I was walking in whole foods yesterday and I'm the six, I'm more than six feet apart from this woman. And she's like holding her arm out. I'm like 10 feet apart from you. What is your freaking problem, lady? So he's like, oh, I'm just saying. I said, you know, then go shop somewhere else. So yeah. just a mess. <laughs> when she was by the fruit section, I walk right by her and brush up against her. Little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned Whole Foods. This goes because I didn't get to ask you about your diet. Because I am I feel diet is very important in how staying young as well. What is your diet like? Lots of water. I put a lot of lemon and apple cider vinegar mm. and some cayenne pepper. I drink as much as I can. I like celery water. I, I do that. a lot of beets and vinegar, but I really eat whatever I want because I have a hyperactive thyroid. Sometimes I have pasta when I shouldn't, but I do it anyway. Then I'll go whatever, do some physical activity. But I do a lot of salmon and a lot of, I love salads and I really like beets more than anything else. So but I just make so I've seen different things on people like, cause I've tried every different diet. I used to eat massive amounts of steak and beef and, and chicken. And then like, I, like I've evolved and like where, and you're not, you might not believe it, but I still, so I believe in balance, but I was looking, yeah. I do a primarily vegetarian diet now, but I still eat like steak once or twice a week or meat because I was mm-hmm. reading everyone I've seen in like these different people that are young and like heart wise men, like their veins, everything is very healthy. They primarily are, are vegetarian diets. Yeah. 
And because there was a woman that's like 80 something years old. And I think she was vegan, but she was vegetarian for I think she eventually evolved into the full vegan as time as she got older and older with that. But she looked she didn't look a day over 50. Even then, I would say she looked even younger. And I'm like, there's something to this. And I've talked to doctors, heart doctors that have told me surgery after surgery, everybody that's fucked up uh, that they operate on was always a heavy meat eater. And, oh, the people, no. and not saying, but the people that had the, the healthier looking veins inside in the hearts mm-hmm. were people vegetarian or vegan. So I'm like, I think there's something to it. on like eating vegetables and like at a, at a high level, which has always been the thing. So like, I'm like open, I've tried every different diet, but I've been primarily vegetarian now and I do eggs, egg whites. My protein mm-hmm. is grass fed, uh, whey protein isolate, but it's always just interesting to me on people's diets and because like you definitely got something down with what you're doing but hydration is key i really don't eat a lot that's the truth do you do fasting Um, no just my thyroid i mean i just don't eat that much does that just make you just have a fast metabolism is it or does it make you're just not hungry all the time um i have a fast metabolism but i'm just not hungry all the time when the weather is warmer i'll do like chicken once a week I like the steak every now, like every other week, but the salmon is what I really like. It's easier, but with vegetables, I, I prefer like asparagus and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. If I have to have it, I go with farro. You know, I like making a lot of things at home. Like I like Greek food. I'm not Greek, but like moussaka, because then it lasts for a few days. Now and again, I'll make ziti and just leave it there. But I just, I like a variety of things. One thing I do like a lot is the beef broth from Whole Foods. Oh, yeah. They have an amazing beef. Yeah, it's really good. So I stick with that and I just like chopping up the beets with balsamic vinaigrette and leaving it in the fridge. That's a great snack. Trader Joe's has an amazing beet juice, tangerine juice. Like I love going to Trader Joe's. It's so much fun there. Yeah. No, I'm a big, yeah. I, I love all those stores and it's. <laughs> yeah. It's it, fun to shop at. Yeah. As I've gotten older, I've like, I've just, cause I was younger and I just was like, oh, protein, protein, protein. And they yeah. you think everything. And then, and I was always health conscious. I always but I was always learning, but it just took time to realize like what the world is and the shit that they've been trying to give us for too long. And I'm always just curious on people's diets. HGH. Is that something else too? I do HGH injections. Yeah. It's legal somehow, but I I have the prescription. So no, Um, I talk about this all the time with people like TRT for men, HRT hormone replacement therapy, that stuff. If you do that through a doctor and actually monitor your levels and stay in the normal healthy levels, it's a beautiful thing. And it's very, it's actually, it's far healthier than not doing it. It's when the people like abuse stuff and do it at a level where they're out of the normal range, that's where it's really reckless and and dangerous. It's that stuff has all amazing properties, especially as we do get older and your levels decline, that's responsible for a lot of the aging. It's a good thing. Like I use the injections. Then I sometimes have a homeopathic spray from a company called Maximum Result. They're out of Vegas. But the guy who founded it was in California. Okay. So I use that. But I always use the injection. I hate taking those injections. It's a pain. But, I mean, if you buy the pen, it's more money for the pen. You go to Mexico, that pen is like 200 bucks, which is better than $800. So I'd much rather just mix it with the water. The back, What is it called? The um, Bacteriostatic water is what you Yeah, I don't know how much to use, but I kind of figured, okay, whatever is in the bottle, just mix in like a little bit less. Yeah. And just have to do it the right way. So I usually have the doctor mix it for me. I prefer the pens, but 
that's like a trip to Mexico or, um, so the, the growth hormone pens. Cause I remember when I was younger with that, I, there was mm -hmm. a doctor here that I, from a bodybuilder that actually gave me one of those pens when I was like 20, <laughs> like three years old. And I remember <laughs> I never had done that before. And I remember like, I don't remember. It didn't last like a long time, but I yeah. remember it was like, I know, remember like my veins started coming out like really quickly. I go, well, this stuff's pretty like, it was just taking a small amount. But that stuff was mm -hmm. no business. That's when 20 to 24 is when I did steroids mildly to get into wrestling. And it's fucking dumb. And uh, with all yeah, that, but I remember that's where I knew about that. I remember hearing about it. I mean, I'm just curious because the pen, you could make it last a little while. How how much stuff were you taking in there? Like, I, don't, I can't even remember. It was such a small oh. amount that whatever the doctor <laughs> and like, because I didn't have a lot of money. I was like, I mean, I was like 22, 20. What? No, because I got. Yeah, it was like it was before, right before I got signed with that, and to go to WWE, and uh, I'm because I didn't have like a lot of money or anything, so it was it was like the bare minimum to make it last for however it might have lasted a month or two or so. I mean, I remember it was a minuscule amount, but that's why I was curious. I don't know how long like those with that kind of treatment, like, but that's a drastic difference in cost if it's eight hundred in the states and then two hundred in Mexico. But there's a guy who I know he sells it, but you know, he'll ship it to you FedEx. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just, I, I'd much rather just go down there and go into the pharmacy and buy it and just walk out with it. I have a prescription for it. If I need it, I did. I know a doctor there. I know a doctor here, but there's a huge difference. Yeah. I'm sure that there are medical programs that could actually help you pay for it. So you might pay $400 for a vial of it and you have to mix it yourself. So mm. I'm, I'm really bad with just, I'm just scared I'll put too much of the water, but I don't know if you put too much bacteria that water in it, would it not be as effective? And no one's ever given me an answer on that. I would think what happened on that is it would just dilute it more where you're not getting the amount that you may be prescribed daily. So you may be taking less than what you need because you're diluting it too much so that you would need to know exactly the amount that you need to take, like if the doctor tells you, Jasmine, you need to take one IU a day or half an IU a day of that, then you would need to know there's how much ever milligrams are in each pen. You would have to do the math with the, the water. The doctor would be able to explain that to you <laughs> on that. Yeah, I do them. it's like, here you do it. I'm not going to do it. But that, that would be the, the ideal way to that way get you're probably diluting it so much you're probably doing way less than even which is not a bad thing on that. yeah so because it's better to be safe with that stuff than uh than too much but i was gonna That's ask why you, I like with today's wrestling do you watch a lot of wrestling still not as much as i used to that's the truth you know i liked wwe when they had like the litas the ivories lisa marie's sable luna's like that whole era and when things were more entertaining yeah. i just feel as though it's not it's i liked when they even brought back the classics now and again when they had the royal rumble with those really great surprises mm -hmm. like i like the gimmicks they had back then like the godfather galvinas godfather's uh, in vegas actually charles like, he goes yeah. to my gym sometimes he I, he's such a nice guy he is a nice person like i think he was great maybe it's just they watered it i mean they do whatever they have to to make their money and, you know, maybe they watered it down just a tad bit too much, mm -hmm. but it's just, it's not like what it was before we had the healthy competition. You know, you have the AEW, yeah. you have TNA, like I worked there briefly. You know, I hope everyone does well. Like it would be great if AEW brings something different to the table. 
I'm impressed. Like so far, I think is my. I think they're going to change the wrestling industry um, for the better. Yeah. With I think is talent. I think it's going to change the schedule of wrestling, and I think it's going to make wrestlers mm-hmm. more money. Like my generation kind of got fucked. It was just WWE, and that was it essentially. Yeah. As far as money, yeah. which would so if you don't sign that contract, you're really not going to go anywhere else. And it, it's I came up in the system since I was 22. And uh, so I'm uh, so thrilled that I've got my health back and I'm going to be able to go back to wrestling at the end of the year next year. Yeah. And not and do it under my own leisure. I, you know, it's, uh, it's just, but I feel like too, in coming up, uh, stuff is, it's so planned out now and I've come up with it planned out and been a part of it. And I've also Mm -hmm. been a part of it, not planned out as much. I'm a big believer. Like too, I think like promos need to not be scripted nearly as much. And I think I, I mentioned this to someone else the other day, Raj Giri that I do the wrestling show with. I go, I think they need to let people, and WWE doesn't do this. AEW, I'm not there, so I can't speak about how much they let people do it. I think in order, the ratings are lower than they've ever been. Everyone knows it's fake fighting, and I say that, and I've done it, and I love it, and I've been injured, and I've fucked myself up, and it's, <laughs> but you need to let people go out there and shoot on each other and actually have a sense of realism in a working way. If you're a heel, make the baby face still, but you got to like, to me, if I'm watching pro wrestling, I want to see what they're going to say to each other. I want to believe it's real. And y- you can't have like a 150-pound rider like script out like what you're going to say for a 300-pound guy. It, it doesn't. I've been a part of it. And it sucks. So and people, they see it from a mile away and like regular people watch it. And they're just like, oh, this fucking sucks. And they don't watch it. And that's, I don't know. But. I think there's the potential with AEW for things to really, really improve a lot yeah. as time goes on. So. I hope so. I mean, I've never, like, I've seen the shows before. They're really great. Like, yeah. I don't know who works there now. I think Chris Daniels, who I worked with before. Christopher Daniels is yeah. there, yeah. yeah. He's really great. And, you know, I hope it does well because you're right about everything being scripted. Like, any CW, we were just told kind of what to do, but we didn't stick to any real script. Yeah. It's more fun and in your face. And I know that there's so many ripoffs of what it was, but I don't think you could really ever get that back. You know, it's just, it was something different in its era. I saw the last WWE pay-per-view, the WrestleMania. I, I think once you strip away the audience, yes, strip away, <sighs> you strip away whatever gives the people the adrenaline yeah, rush yeah. and reaction. It really shows you what the product is. And I mean, I think people work really hard there. I agree. But you get what I'm saying. It's not hard as like, maybe go like a little bit harder with it because it just, it looked like a video game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, today's wrestling is very move oriented without the, and I always say this, it's not the moves, it's the mannerisms. It's why you do the moves. It's how you do the moves. It's the energy of before, during, and after the move and that interaction with the crowd that makes mm-hmm. pro wrestling pro wrestling just going in there and trading moves is emotionless and yeah. it's not and it's a huge disconnect almost for everybody and I, it's exposed yeah, the covid was a problem yeah yeah i'm hoping they get fans back i mean the ratings are lower than wwe in particular are very low right now with everything really yeah i mean it, it but it's been that way for like 20 years it's ever since they bought out wcw is when they changed <laughs> their business model and everything is just gone down more and more and more and more every year. And, but like then COVID hit and it like <laughs> dropped it pretty substantially here, which to me, it's, it's the, the positive in it is that tells me that the move based wrestling, you got to be very careful with that. 
making that the focal point of your show because that's not selling is my in my opinion on it but is anyone running live events right now there's nothing going on just tv yeah but who's there watching tv they had well they did they were doing empty arenas and then they started putting like other talent and like i don't know if they're hiring like wwe is using their develop the nxt brand those people and aew is using i think like extras and they got them enough to where it's at least something for the wrestlers to play off of. It's not yeah. it's not great, but it's better than what it was of no people because it reminded me of like doing my developmental days in WWE of like empty arena mm-hmm. matches and like they suck because there's no energy. And it's, it's yeah. necessary to learn the business. That's how you learn and you do, you train, it's training. But like you don't want to see that on TV for the professional, the big leagues. But again, they're not, it's not the talent's fault. They're just doing, they're going out there and busting their asses, you know? So, but it's definitely different. Wait, where are you from? Are you from Canada or from Northwest somewhere? Las Vegas. Really? When you say, you know, okay. Say, you know, again, you know, are you breaking apart my language now, Jasmine? No, no, I, I, I do dialects as well. It's just we just did a Northwestern one from Fargo, like that type of thing. Well, so. I do want to move to Montana. I bet. I mean, <laughs> you're learning already. Hey. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you, like, really, can- do you yeah. like Canadian men? No. Canadian men that, that ride trikes and drink White Claw? Yes. <laughs> and have a man then? By all means, yes. Yes. As long as they're tall. How tall does Jasmine St. Clair like her men? How tall do you think I am? <laughs> how tall? Oh, I don't know how tall you are, actually. I've never. Let, I'm going I'm to take a guess of five, seven. Yeah. So. That's right? Yeah. I'd never go out with someone skinnier than I am, but that would be impossible if you're a guy. Am I allowed to um, ask you what you weigh or no? Yeah, I'm 108 pounds. Okay. Um, I would hope the guy weighs more than 108 pounds. Yeah, you're right, right? Take his ass. I like guys over six feet tall or six feet. Yeah. Well, over six feet. Like yeah. six feet. Five, six, six It's like the magic number. I feel like with women, they want men over I six. I a little bit taller because I wear heels. Yeah. It's like that episode of Saved by the Bell where Jesse, I remember that she wore, wore the heels and the, and the, the little sh- she couldn't go out with the short guy. Yeah. Well, maybe you looked at her in the right place, but <laughs> I like tall guys. I tend to like, yeah, just tall blonde guys. Just tall guys. I don't think I've ever gone out with anyone that had dark features, like dark hair. Yeah, I just wouldn't do that because that's trouble. It's trouble. Are you stereotyping yeah. men now in general? Is that based off yeah. your experience or trouble? No, you just felt you don't like, okay. So I wouldn't go out with a Guido again because that's like such trouble, like right there. Yeah. Cause I'm very hard headed in a way. Okay. It doesn't clash well. Would you, you know yourself yeah, and your personality with it. And that doesn't. Yeah. I'm not dumb enough to, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I've been to Canada before. I like it there a lot. But I don't think we did like one paper for you there years ago. But I, uh, you know, it's changed a lot with wrestling. I'm still very grateful that I have fans that come out to see me at the wrestling conventions. And I really like running into people I knew, people maybe I didn't meet at any point. When you do indie shows as well, when I was in ECW and I did my first indie show outside of there, I met Abby the Butcher. Okay. And I met (laughs) Shiki. But before that, I was working for Jerry Lawler in Memphis. Yeah, I and love I was Jerry. training with Sexton out here in California on my own time. Like I just wanted to do this for me. She was a glow girl, and then where did I go after that? And then Monda Guerrero. He was training me. Okay. Besides, so I'll always like get be a manager, which is fine. You know, that was a lot of fun. 
Are you still doing appearances? Not, not obviously not, not right now with the virus, but like, were you or mm -hmm. are you still? Always, yeah. The last time I did one was right before the virus hit, like right in that era. And um, <laughs> I had hand sanitizer. No one was crazy though. But yeah, I love doing appearances. Like I would get back in the ring again because it was a fun time. Yeah. Like for sure. You know, you still do small shows here and there. And I think it's a very fun, it was a very great part of entertainment to be a part of. I agree. I'm looking forward to doing more. I had to stop with, because my dog, I've talked, Sophie has disc disease. She's ruptured. Oh, no. Yeah, she's my little Frenchie. I it was mm -hmm. actually a blessing with everything for me, but she, um, I haven't done, I stopped doing appearances two years ago, but it forced me with my business to like go all in on my, because I, I had the luxury of making a lot of cash every week. Unlike, mm -hmm. and it, not to say like, I killed myself with my business still. And I, I did my show then. And, but it like forced me, like I, I, when I took away my wrestling income on that, it like, mm -hmm. it made me go even harder on my business, which was like the biggest blessing in the world with all of yeah. that. But I, I miss that interaction and going out and doing stuff. So like, I'm so happy now, like I've got my health back. I'm like, fuck, I'm looking forward to like doing some stuff again with all of that. But yeah. Oh yeah, you have to. You know, and I like the way, I think like when we started doing Tough Enough or you just started picking random people who knew nothing about the business, like they're not going to go sit there and watch like Shari Martel or Miss Elizabeth or like old matches to really get the whole feeling you know, for heel or a face or the psychology of it, you know, they're not going to watch Missy Hyatt or like a Francine or anything like yeah. that. And then I feel to a degree that this whole me too thing has somehow ruined it. So I posted this video of when Balls Mahoney gave me a nutcracker suite one time. Oh yeah. And he had his hand on my ass, big fucking deal. I really don't care. I mean, come on, whatever. I, it's the only place he could hold me. It yeah. wasn't the peel in the world. By the way, in pro wrestling, there's, <laughs> You touch each other. Like I've picked up guys and I've gorilla pressed guys and I've got my, and I always try to get my hand on their inner thigh and there's times and you get it, it. You're touching people no matter what you do. It's yeah. 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 We, you're, we're men in underwear and women in underwear wrestling out there. Like it's. <laughs> I mean, the dress was be, but that's part of it. It's yeah. sex and violence. It's not a big deal. Some girls like, Oh my God, that's just, that's just horrible. You're, you're degrading yourself. I said, you know what? I said, A, the guy passed away. B, if that's what you think, then you're a fucking boring person. Like, how often do you get in late? Like, I went off on this whole thing. Then I just deleted her tweet. But Best thing to do. Uh, that's the two plus two equals ten. I go, enjoy. <laughs> enjoy that. Good job. You want to take away everything from us. Now you're taking away Gone with the Wind. It's a nine-hour movie. I get that. But yeah, it's Gone with the Wind. Who cares? It's a movie. Now they took away Elmer Fudd's, like, rifle. Are you a big book reader too? Sometimes. I mean, since this whole COVID started, I've done a lot of regular acting like in the past two years. I've been really fortunate. So during COVID, what I did was I started narrating audiobooks on Amazon. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah, the last thing I want to do sometimes is pick up an audiobook because I'm there narrating. And it's really tough since I speak five languages. So I get a lot of foreign language books as well. You speak five languages? Yeah. So wow. like the French one I did, it was a religious book. I'm like, Fuck. you have to get everything down. Then you edit it yourself and send it in. I, I'm backlogged by like a week or 10 days because of all the shit going on with the sirens and these freaking people. And yeah, I have to get up at a certain time every day to calibrate my voice a certain way. Sometimes I have to get up at four in the morning and spend the first three hours just doing that. Then I'll go back to sleep and get back up. Really? Yeah. I have like the microphone, the snow microphone, the yep. filter. 
the setup, but you really have to, you have to be dedicated to it. It could be serious money, but during this pandemic, I think it's been a great way to keep the acting, just the chops going. Mm-hmm. SAG hasn't really authorized us to go back to work. One production company still wants to shoot in a couple of weeks. We're like, okay, fine. But I'm not having a makeup artist stand six feet away and hand me what to do. I'm not doing that. Yeah. You can come near me. I don't have COVID. I've taken two tests already. Same. And yeah, throughout this whole thing, I mean, I don't speak to a lot of people because I can't deal with a frantic mindset. Same. You do not underestimate the power of stupid people in a large group. And this girl was like, well, I don't know. You know, you've just been hanging out with all these different people during COVID. I'm like, so? Well, you know, you took a COVID test. I'm like, yeah. I hate living in fear too. Like I don't, like, I'm just of that. I have a different mindset on that too. I'm just like, you're not, do you want, fuck fear. I don't want to see, I'm not going to give you my fucking, you're not having sex with me. I don't have to show you my fucking COVID test. Even if I was going to have sex with you, you do not have to look at my COVID test. My God. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. The new way of the future. Let me see your COVID test. You know, I just, I know people have had it. And they took Zithromax, they were fine. One person didn't take anything. Another person took vitamin C and that Hydra something. Yep. Of course, it'll come back in January. It's a cold. And I've heard firsthand that at hospitals, if I were a nurse and I stamped the reason of your death is COVID, mm-hmm. we get $30,000. If I stamped that the real reason was lung cancer or a collapse, something or another, we get ten grand. There's, so collect- there's oh, a lot thing. going on. I think you know, that, yeah. And no one's open to ever hearing this. They just, oh, no, no, no. You just, I mean, the media is the worst thing. It's like what George Carlin once said. If you let them fuck with you, they will mess with you until you lose your mind. And this is happening in our election year. Just just saying. No, you're right. I've said, I put with all of it (laughs) with the media, like I don't watch and like I know people in the media and like they're, and like now that the big thing is like the second wave, they're now trying to create a fear with the second wave. I'm like, stop it. And I know a couple people. I'm, you know what I'm shocked at? And I, that when we're going to wake up and, you know, with the rioting and the looting, and I understand like the peaceful protesting and, and everything going on. And I'm very supportive of people that want to do that. The yeah. I'm though, like the rioting and looting of like businesses and stuff. I go, why don't we just like go, why aren't they doing that to like the news outlets? Let's get rid of them. The world would be a much better place with a lot of it. Like the media is never, the, I always, the media is the enemy. Like they're not, I, that's why I don't watch it. But I was like, if people want to watch it and like, that's, that's their choice, but it's, they're behind a lot of stuff and they're, it's getting people worked up and you gotta be aware of it. And not to say that they're bad in every sense of the form, but it's just like, it's my life is every successful person, everybody that is self-aware, anybody that seems like they're in tune with the universe doesn't watch the news. That's and to me, that's all the information I need on it. And I haven't watched it regularly outside of like, if I have like wrestling on, on Fox and then the yeah. news comes on right after and like immediate, it's like death, death over here, death over there, violence, Ray. And I'm just like, off. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't do it. And I feel like it sensationalized things. Mm-hmm. Like I learned this at eight years old and these protests, they have to keep it away from residences. And I'm sorry because not to sound insensitive, a girl came by with a flyer this morning we're going to be doing a protest right outside your building. I said, no, you're not because this is a residential area. Yeah. And last time we had a protest here, there are protesters in there. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Right behind them are guys that throw things at the cops and run off. And the protesters do not go after these people. Yeah. So yes, they have their point, And I agree with that wholeheartedly, but they don't realize they're bringing in 
this element. Yes, a very real thing that conversation, it, it allows the bad to come in and gives them an opportunity in oh, go on the side streets and do stuff because yeah. your manpower is there. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't understand why there has to be four to five protests a day in a town. So we've had four so far today. Really? Yeah. And I got groped in the street two days ago. Wow. It didn't end well for that person. Um, <laughs> yeah. The cops. There was a gentleman in his car, a Mexican guy who was working at the Gap because he has to help restore it. And I, he's like, I'm just, he took a photo of the guy. The cops get there. Uh, we show them the photo. They're like, oh, well, when we had a curfew, we pulled him over in his gray car. He had a sledgehammer and a bunch of empty bags yeah. and some guns. We're looking for him. I'm like, well, he's bleeding because I stabbed him because he grabbed me. Yeah. And, you know, am I going to get arrested for that? They're like, we just need to take a statement. They had someone else go, you know, after him. And then the two cops stayed. I got the hot one. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but they uh you know i'm like well, what are you gonna do because now there's a problem you guys are caucasian you're mexican this guy is african-american i knew he didn't live in the neighborhood i know yeah. my neighbors I know the homeless and it's not racial profiling he was walking right behind me i didn't like the way he was like he had the black mask on he just looked very his demeanor okay and I, you know, I already had my knife ready in case something happened the guy grabs me. Of course, I'm going to spit in your face and stab you. You're like, well, don't touch me. Yeah. He went running off. So he's still bleeding. They found him. I had to go identify him yesterday. Wow. And yeah, so he has the charges for everything else. Then my thing. And then, you know, whoever was like, you sure you want to do this? I said, yes, I do. I don't care like what color he is. He grabbed me. Now, what if that was your daughter or like your mom or your freaking yeah. sister? How about that? Oh, well, you know, I guess I just want to make sure I said, I'm telling you, I want to. Yeah. Because if you leave him out here, I'll deal with him yeah. in my own way. And you don't want that. Yeah. So he's in luck. <laughs> it's not like I don't have friends in jail, but I wouldn't, you know, <laughs> I, <wouldn't want> that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it was just screwed up. I don't like people touching me that I don't want touching me. And yeah, like, I don't think anyone would, yeah, nobody yeah. would. And I saw the guys, you know, I saw who was shooting stuff. I have a video of a guy with a, BLM sign and t-shirt who came over to the wasteland, which is an old store that's run by a family and shot it down with his gun. Oh, while wow. another like, girl, this little redhead opens a thing to let people in Jeez. and is shooting up in the air. So this is why I'm saying, if you're going to do these things, just please like, just keep it away from these yeah, areas where yeah. you have family owned businesses. And then there's this argument. Well, all you care about material things. So it's like, no, that is a livelihood that yeah. someone's, because they're taking work. away people's money yeah. and find it, it's it's impacting well, it, it's causing more problems in different ways it, it's not the the issues are i think we all want the same thing and but there's there's sure. there's ways to go about it that you're not gonna you don't burn your cities down and you don't stop people from making a living that's not right. the answer to anyone's problems well it, a lot of people aren't going back in business and i feel yeah. like because we have this quarantine everyone's doing more protesting because they haven't yes. seen people. Number one, number two, people have not worked. You have kids out of school. Yep. So I accidentally got onto the Instagram page of one of these looters. Oh, wow. So their page are private. I'm still on it. So I see the Hollywood protest. The guy does an Instagram live video of them scouring the side of the streets, specifically saying I'm here for the loot, not the protest. They came back a few hours later. Now city of Santa Monica had a warning hours before because they posted they were coming there at four o'clock so what i'm trying to wrap my head around is why didn't she do anything she had the warnings you know yeah. and 
it's really bad. So, I mean, I just couldn't believe it. And then the gun smoke, then there's a fire right in the corner with this car. We're calling the fire department. I said, it's getting windy now. Fire's going to blow to the building. So my neighbor and I went outside with the fire extinguisher and start putting out the fire. My only problem is that they went into the van store. So I have a black hooded sweatshirt. Why couldn't I go in there with the sweatshirt and the mask (laughs) and wanted to get, they didn't leave me a size seven. What the hell? So. I'm but hoping really, with everything that with the, with the virus and I think I and just with everything, I think tempers, everything, frustrations are high that hopefully we get back on track and people get people back yeah. to work and get kids back in school and get back to living life. And I think get people busy again and, and making money and doing things and hopefully, Fairly. you know, balances yeah, out. I stopped like going into a bunch of these silly Facebook groups because I, it's just, it's Facebook like everyone just getting trying to get all these agendas out there, and I, I get know. that everyone just because your skin might be lighter than someone's doesn't mean you didn't have a hard way up, and maybe you were denied things too because of things. You I think we all so, have our individual stories and struggles, and it's right. life too. And uh, but I think it, it's everyone has their own unique story. Absolutely, I agree with that. Totally, and you know, I just like I'm just pounding away here doing my books exercise i can't wait for the equinox to open back up yeah you um, stay in great shape what have you have you been working out at home or what are you we, yeah, gyms are open back in vegas i'm so happy hiking i have some free weights here um i go when when my pilates studios opens up next week i go like three times a week i do the ab Ooh. class i do the legs and just a reformer class and then i go to the gym normally i just feel it's a lot i like this specific one because the instructor is there they're two that i really like they don't shame the clients for whatever pace they're going. Mm -hmm. They're very polite and they work with you. They give you an alternative individually if let's say you have a sprained ACL or or something, but they're very gentle. And I like the fact that they're people of all different shapes, sizes and color there. So it's very mixed. It's not the typical like boring housewife from the area, blonde and like only exercises a freaking yoga mat. And I love this class and just everyone's so friendly and from all over and uh, they're very reasonable people. Like, I love going there. Equinox is what it is, yeah. but I like it's right around the corner. And what's weird is now they're going to reopen, but you have to book ahead of time when you want to go to the gym. Oh, really? So that's interesting. So if they start screwing that a bit much, I'm just going to say screw it and just go back to LA Fitness. Where do you go in Vegas? The I go to the, it's the LVA, Las Vegas oh. Athletic, Athletic Club down the road. Oh, um, Nice. They have those ones are nice in Vegas, but what they're doing, I have my own gym here too. I have all like, luckily for me, but I don't like working out here all the time, but it's been great during the, like I have everything. It's it's so lucky on that, but they are color coding the machines there. So like blue and yellow. So one day you could only use blue machines and the next day you can only use yellow. So it's, and the gym hasn't been over. I go in the afternoon usually. So it's not, that's usually the dead period. So their things are open, but my friends that go there like during like the early morning or later at night when it's packed and they said it's a fucking mess because there's the machine, there's too many people in there, but like they have hand sanitizer and every, I mean, um, the spray and the towels everywhere. So you got to, but you got to wipe down everything after you use it. But everyone, I think the vibe I get here is everyone's just over it and they're just like living life normal. Like from what I've seen in Vegas, like everywhere I've gone, it just seems like people are just like, fuck it. I I think everything after like with the whole George Floyd thing, I think in the virus, people are, I honestly think they're just like, fuck it. Just like we're, we're just, we're living life. And like, that's the vibe I'm getting away from the gym that I see and the places I've gone, but it's, 
Even during the pandemic, I was doing things maybe I shouldn't have been doing, but I don't have anything. I'm sure there are a lot of people that were doing things that they shouldn't have been doing, but or should be doing, but they shouldn't be doing then. With you know, but <laughs> it's true. So I just don't, you know, Vegas is a lively place. Like I love going to shows there. I just like going out there. Just the whole vibe of the liveliness. So it just people just have to live. And if you get the thing, don't worry, you'll be okay. Yeah. As long as you're healthy, maybe this is a wake up call to be healthy. Like I don't get crazy on hand sanitizer, but I use it and I wash my eyes like twice a day with sterile eye wash that okay. I keep in the fridge. And I just do that. And, you know, I'm just very careful of that because last year something happened to my eye in November. It was freaking inflamed. I'm like, mm. how the hell is this happening? We had fires and everything. It took like two months to go away. I'm like, well, what was it though? We don't know. So I have a feeling it was an infection and they didn't give me the right medicine yeah. to start with. Tobramycin would have cured it. Yep, I've had to take. So now I'm on it again. I just got off of it because there's a teeny bit of something and it's done. The uh, I don't want to take up too much more of your time because yeah. you've been great. But Aww. I did. I want to say the I had a, this happened while I was in WWE. I, I had a hole in my a ruptured eardrum for many years from my first year oh. of wrestling. I never got it fixed, but I would routinely get ear infections because I had my I had a huge hole in my eardrum that never healed. And they would just give me eardrops and I would have to take eardrops for a little bit. Then it'd go away. I'd be fine. Then shower water would get into it randomly. But one time towards the end there, I'll never forget my face started hurting and I got an ear infection. Water got in my ear again. But I remember it was on my, my day and a half or two days off on the road and I couldn't fall asleep. Like my face was just fucking aching, but I got an ear infection so deep my face. I woke up in the middle of the night like... I'd finally fallen asleep, but I woke up at like two or three a.m. and my whole left side of my face was like blown up. And uh, I had got in the fucking car and went straight to the emergency room. But they had to put me on really strong antibiotics on that. And uh, but infections where I was getting it can really infections with your face, your eyes. It's like you don't fuck with it. So no, it, it, <laughs> it, that, it can no, go south no. really quick. But Jasmine, I always ask everyone, and because you're very fascinating. Very Thank intriguing you. individual. I always ask everyone for one piece of advice that's helped you the most in your life that you would like to leave the listeners with. If you could just narrow it down to one. It could be anything. You know, just be yourself and do whatever the hell you want to, as long as it doesn't hurt other people. And don't really think about the consequences so much. I mean, it doesn't make a difference because you're always going to piss someone off. It doesn't make it their opinions don't count at the end of the day, but for reals, don't live your life vicariously through anyone else. And that's it. Just do your own thing. So don't go following society and like, Oh, I got to do this and that by that age. It's not like that. Yeah. You do that. You'll be miserable. So just live the life on your own terms. I love yes. it. Be yourself because you're going to be loved and hated no matter what. So you may as well be loved or hated for being yourself. Exactly. Yes. Well, Jasmine, and you're the real Jasmine St. Clair on Instagram. Is there anything else, a website or anything to direct people? I'm building my websites because I have a one-woman show called A Weird Kind of Fame. Okay. And that's on in New York till September 11th. So just follow the real Jasmine St. Clair on Instagram. No E at the end of Jasmine. And on Twitter, Jasmine St. Clair, I have a verified um, account on Twitter and Facebook. Awesome. And, yeah. Well, Jasmine, thank you very much. Thank you. And I'll email you the skin things. Awesome. And guys, we'll be right back after these messages. What's going on, guys? The big guy Ryback here with Feed Me More Nutrition. Check us out on feedmemore.com or Amazon. You can actually save 10% on Feed Me More Nutrition at feedmemore.com with discount code PODCAST10. 
one dollar of every sale on the website goes towards three square and feeding the homeless we have our new fruity cereal i so hungry our mango candy wake up unlimited energy and our brain feed brain support we have supplements for men and women using only stevia and monk fruit no aspartame no sucralose no artificial colors we have something for everybody guys get hungry stay hungry feed me more Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback, and I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody, an easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals, and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is, I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So Fuel Meals come in handy for me when I need it most, and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you, and use discount code the big guy to save 15%. FuelMeals.com. Feed. Me. More. You've heard us talk about real good foods before on the podcast, and just how much I love their real good pizzas and enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low carb, grain free, gluten free, and keto friendly. Most items have as low as three to four grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country, with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed me more. All right, we are back. Big, big thank you to Jasmine. That was a lot of fun. I tell you, I love doing this show every week and being able to connect with so many great people. And hell, she speaks five languages. I'm always impressed by people that know multiple languages. I wish I asked her more about that. I'm going to have to talk to her more because I've learned a little bit of Spanish in my adult age, but I am not highly motivated to learn a lot of languages because I just think this day and age, it doesn't. I like to use my time learning about things that I could actually directly apply. I've just never... I respect people, the hell out of people that do. It's just something, it's, um, wow, very impressive. The uh, guys that want to go ahead here, do my review of the week for you guys. This is from Neat O N E T O E 6313. His review, five-star review, feels like I'm part of the show. I like your show. It's very cool. It feels like I'm sitting and hanging out with like part of the show. Thumbs up. Thank you very much for your review. You are this week's winner. Please send an email to the big guy at feedmemore.com uh, with a screenshot of your review. And you can have a copy of my book, Wake Up It's Feeding Time, or a Feed Me More Nutrition Premium Tank Top Small through 2XL. Please send that over and we will get you hooked up. That I do want to do here, guys. Paying the bills. Fuel Meals, personal meal prep service I've been with for many years. You could save 15% with discount code 
the big guy at fuelmeals.com. They have the signature uh, meals. They got custom meals, steak, chicken, rice, broccoli, vegetables. They have different salmon, tilapia. They've got pastas. They've got sweet potato fries. They, they got a whole quesadillas. They make meal prep easy. That's counting your macros where it just, it, if you're working and eating out all the time and you don't know where to start essentially, or even if you do and you're a seasoned veteran and of dieting, uh, it just makes eating healthier a lot more convenient. So fuelmeals.com for that. And Feed Me More Nutrition, my supplement line suite with stevia and monk fruit. Safe supplements that work. Feedmemore.com. You could save 10% with discount code PODCAST10 on that. And uh, we are growing and scaling rapidly as we've talked about here, guys. And I, I thank you guys uh, for the for the continued support on that. It is uh, a morning tonight endeavor and uh, the, the support and the team that I have working with me on all of this to just continue to make this better and better has been um, I'm so thankful for the Fulfillment Center, everyone there customer support, helping me grow this brand. And I joked, I talked, was talking with the owner of the supplement manufacturing company that I work with. And uh, he was just, he on Instagram was just messaging and just saying, thank you for the business and everything. He was so happy to see how fast and how big we're growing. And uh, it was to me, I, I remember driving down there and having a meeting with them. And when I switched over to their manufacturing plant and I was joking though. I go, man, it was a lot easier just wrestling. <laughs> I go, having a business. He goes, well, he goes, he goes, it just shows, you know, how you are. He said, he goes, if it was easy, everyone would do it and everyone would be successful. And it's just, it, it there's a long ways to go with all this, but it's, uh, it's pretty cool. This is a look back at this portion of my life and it, it very instrumental years in the last four years of setting up for the rest of life. And as oftentimes I've had injuries and things that have had major breakthroughs for me at various points in my life. And for whatever reason, injuries are the thing that allows me to have the breakthroughs. And I don't know. I hope it doesn't continue to be that way. I'm like, I don't want any more fucking injuries. And, uh, and this was, again, I could have kept wrestling, but I would have had to eventually retire and I would have been living in a very bad way. And, uh, we're just health is the main priority for me. It, should have been from day one, but very, very grateful for that. And moving on, guys, we'll go ahead and do the thought of the week here. And uh, I got my book here, The Forbes Thought of the Day. I love this little book. And the quote is from uh, Anatole France. Uh, if 50 million people say a foolish thing, it is still a foolish thing. And uh, if 50 million people say a foolish thing, it is still a foolish thing. This reminds me of a quote I just brought up on social media the other day. And it was, um, as you get older, you just learn to stop arguing with people. And, um, and I was talking with Jasmine about it. And it's, and the quote was, you know, if you think two plus two equals 10, you just learn to just say, okay, well, enjoy. Good luck with that and move on and not stopping and wasting your energy to convince them that it's anything other than that. Our time is valuable. Our energy is valuable. And, uh, we live in a time, there's a lot of good good human beings out there, guys. There's also a lot of bad people and there's a lot of people, and I don't want to just get get upset or say a bunch of dumb fucks or anything like that, but there's 
from the beginning of time, there's been good people and bad people and humans have killed each other from the beginning of time. And we're now at a level of mass reproduction of we're many, many generations deep of where the two plus two equals 10 might outnumber the two plus two equals four group. And that's a scary thing. I always joke about that movie Idiocracy. And it's like we're on the fast track to that in a way. But there's a lot of good hearted human beings out there. And that's what I try to just choose to who I want to communicate with and focus on and essentially do my best to just ignore the two plus two equals 10, but they're everywhere, every which way. So we just have to be careful on stopping and arguing with them because we're not going to change their, their opinion, their mind. We're too deep into this, in my opinion. And, uh, Protect your energy. Be good human beings and and don't get caught up with the phones. A lot of two plus two equals tens. Equals equals tens. <laughs> equals ten of the phones. A lot. And uh, we could get up morning tonight and argue with those two plus two equals tens. And we will never run out of things to argue with them on. And we will never make any progress. We'll never, even if you did make progress, all you're doing is simply wasting your time. So that's my thought of the week. Just need to stay busy however we can and live life. That's my really, really, I've, I've really come to the realization and I've been so glad to go through everything that I've went through because I'm going to be so even more appreciative and grateful of living life and doing things. And I can't wait to start doing some of the physical things that I'd stopped doing my jujitsu and boxing and things and wrestling and just doing things to, to keep myself busy and be productive in real life. Cause this isn't, it's not social media is not real life. It's not real life. It's a different way of life. It's not real life. It's not real energy. It's not real interaction with that. The, uh, and that reminds me, I did want to say this is something I came off across. I delete Twitter and like Instagram off my phone when I get up early and I do like my, my social media work. And then I often, oftentimes will have to maybe pop on there a couple times a day to, to put things out that if it, they come across my brain and I want to put them out. Um, and then I take them right off. And, um, and I found in this, it's really disheartening, but this is what was going on. And the engagement's already been horrible on the stuff on for the majority of it. But the both platforms, I noticed that the moment I started deleting it, and I remember, I don't know, it might have taken like three, four or five days. And I go, that's odd. My stuff has gone down a lot from what it was just getting. And uh, they punish you essentially if you take it off your phone. Or maybe if it's a certain period, like if it's, there's something. Because I know I've heard and talked to people that if they don't post regularly, their stuff gets no traction. It's not seen by people. And supposedly it's the same thing that if you take them off your phone, they, they are able, they can track that and they quote unquote punish you through engagement and how much they disperse your content even further. And I'm just like, man, it's dangerous. It's very dangerous because that's why would you punish people for not wanting it on their phone if they're still on it? They didn't delete it. I think we all see what's really going on. I know I do clear as day, clear as day. And uh, we just got to keep our eyes open because it's, you know, and I have my business and I'm very appreciative of having up with my business. But, you know, I'm not being seen by nearly the amount of people that I should, especially for my followers and how much I've gone up, especially the last couple of years. The math doesn't add up even with their current algorithm 
statistics and engagement ratios and I'm well under. I, I might quite possibly have the worst engagement of anybody with a good following or a decent following. And it, it's concerning, but it's just, it, it, it reminds me, I was like, don't get too caught up in it. Just, I got my ways of getting around it with other things for the business and uh, stay busy and, and just live life because it's, um, it's concerning a little bit, but it is what it is. What are you going to do? But karma is a bitch and we'll come back eventually to those people that, that are running that and uh, choosing to try to get people hooked on that because the problem is much bigger than I think we all can even understand. And it, I think it, in the upcoming years, we're really going to see it. So my opinion on that. But anyways, guys, wrapping up here this week. All fan mail, please send to P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. I might actually shoot down there and uh, grab that to do a fan mail Friday for Ryback TV. Speaking of Ryback TV, you can watch this on Ryback TV on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ryback TV. Please turn on your notifications. Share the show, guys. People listening, if you watch this on YouTube, please subscribe to the audio on iTunes or Google Play or Spotify. If you guys just listen for a few minutes, five minutes every week on the audio, it helps us out greatly. If you do, if you normally watch the show on YouTube, just throw it on for a few minutes and it gives us the listen. We're trying to continue to get this show as popular and as big as possible each and every week. And the audio is very, very important on that as well. Teespring for all t-shirts here on, on YouTube. For Ryback TV, teespring.com slash store slash feed me more store on that for all interviews, guys, the big guy at feedmemore.com. My book, Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, available on Amazon and paperback, audible and Kindle formats. And I am the big guy, Ryback 22, feed me more nutrition conversation with the big guy and Ryback TV on Instagram, Ryback on Twitter, feed me more nutrition on Facebook, Ryback 247 on Snapchat and the big guy, Ryback 22 on TikTok where you can get my food for thought messages of positivity for the Rybackers out there. Thank you guys for listening. You've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. Feed me more. This is Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. Subscribe, like, rate, comment, and 